Luke chapter 1 is where we're going to be at this morning. While you're turning there, i got a story to tell. <laughs> so, um, this week, I get a call. My mom tells me, she says, your aunt just called and there is a tornado right near your house. And Noah was with my dad. And they had gone up to Buddy's, which is a little food and fuel place up the road from our house. And I was at Wayne General Hospital working. And then I get the call. And Noah, all day that day, had been with a teenage babysitter that watches our kids whenever we need them. And she was there by herself at our house. That babysitter was. And Noah was with my dad at the store. And my mom called. She said, there's a tornado. I can't get your daddy on the phone. Well, of course, I start freaking out because, you know, I, <laughs> it's my baby. And, you know, uh, I call my boss and I say, look, I'm leaving. Uh, this weather's gotten to the point where I need to be with my family. So I left work and I gathered all my stuff, left work. Now I called my dad and called my dad and called my daddy. He got in trouble for that later because <laughs> I told my mom, I said, you tell my daddy if he's got my children, he needs to answer the phone whenever we call. <laughs> so um, he was in the bathroom at Buddy's wow. whenever the tornado came through. Wow. And the babysitter apparently was not scared of bad weather, but she watched that tornado from our front porch go right across the farm beside us and wipe out six chicken houses. Whenever I tell you that that tornado wiped out six chicken houses, I'm telling you it wiped out six chicken houses. And just so, that's my cousin's farm. And he was in the middle of those chicken houses in his pickup truck. There wasn't a window left in that truck. His girlfriend was in the control room and the roof was taken off with her inside of it and started picking her up and she grabbed a chair to keep her on the ground. But not one person got hurt. Not a single person got hurt. And this is where I want to share with you. And I laughed and I laughed and I laughed about this. Now this man, my cousin, his mother is my Aunt Frankie McLean. And she is a prayer warrior. And she told her son whenever they was talking about everything, after everything had settled down, she said, you know, I prayed over y'all's lives. I prayed over our homes. I forgot to pray over those chicken houses. <laughs> but you know what? Whenever I read that, I laughed. I laughed a lot. But to that prayer warrior, she has enough faith to believe if I would have prayed over those chicken houses, they would still be standing there. <laughs> That's faithful praying. That is praying in faith believing that the Lord is going to do. But you know what? We are extremely, extremely blessed. My family in particular, we are extremely blessed. You know, that it was right there, that babysitter, she said, I was just standing on the porch watching it go by. 
I'm like, why weren't you inside in the bathroom? <laughs> you know, hiding from it. But, uh, but yeah, you know, the Lord is good yes, all the time. He is good. Yeah. And I'm thankful this morning. I want to give him honor and praise over yeah. that. You know, and you had other, there was other people praying that I didn't even know about. You know, but the Lord had his hand on us. So yeah. we're going to be in Luke this morning, chapter 1. This morning, I'm going to talk a little bit about Zacharias and Elizabeth and John the Baptist. I love John the Baptist. Um, <clears throat> we're going to start reading in verse 5. I'll tell you what, before we start reading, because I'm going to be reading a lot, so let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Everybody, let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we, so, we are so thankful, God, this morning for your word, your love, your mercy, and your grace. Heavenly Father, God, I do not deserve one ounce of your anointing or that mercy or your grace, God, but you give it freely, God, not based on my merit, God, but based on your love toward me, God, that you sent your only begotten Son to die on the cross, God, and I'm thankful. God, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. God, in this church, let your will be done, God, as it is in heaven. God, I thank you so much, God, for this word, and I pray let it change us. God, by the power of your word and by the power of your spirit, let it change us, God, that we leave out of here different, God, than what we came in here, God. And I thank you, and I give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to start in verse 5 of Luke chapter 1. Y'all just bear with me, okay? Because this is all going to tie together, I hope. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So Luke chapter 1, verse 5. The Bible says, There was in the days of Herod, a king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the house of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron. Amen. And her name was Elizabeth. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to just stop right here. Now we know what's about to happen. But I just want to stop and, and put focus on the fact that here's this faithful man and woman that God has plans for and they have absolutely no idea the plans that God has for their life. You hear me this morning, you're sitting here this morning and you're thinking, I don't know, all I'm doing, just like Cassidy said, I'm just trying my best to be a good Christian. But I'm here to tell you this morning that in the middle of you just trying your best to be a good Christian, God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for you this morning. He has a plan for us as a church this morning. He has plans. Amen. For I know the thoughts that I think of you, thus saith the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. God has an expectation of us this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. You think about camp meetings and revivals and, and all this stuff. Think about Easter. And I think I told this to Brother Clyde. You think about Easter. What are we expecting Easter morning? A big blowout service, right? Because it's Easter. Amen. We, we expect everybody to be here and the, everybody to be happy because of the resurrection of Jesus. We're expecting a good church service. I am. I don't know about you. I'm expecting God to move on Easter Sunday morning. But he's not just the God of Easter Sunday morning. If we would come into church on a regular Sunday morning with the same expectation as whenever revival's going on, 
<laughs> He's still God today, just like he is during Easter. It's because of that resurrection. Yeah, I can't preach my Easter messages. Amen. But listen to me. We've got to walk into this church house. I know sometimes we're tired. Amen. Y'all, I'm coaching T-ball. I'm tired. <laughs> Whenever I get to that second base, those kids expect me to run the bases with them. I did it one time, and now every time, Coach, are you going to race with us? Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I, by the time I get to that second base, Brother Jeremy, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just about dead. Amen. <laughs> we come in, we're sore, we're tired, we're all this. But let me tell you something. This physical body isn't what God's focused on this morning. He is focused on your spiritual well-being. And I, as a pastor, I'm focused on your spiritual. You can be in a wheelchair and still give glory to God. Amen. No matter how broken and wore out this body is, you can leave here changed in your spirit. Amen. And whenever we come into this place, let us come in expecting God to move in our lives. God, I'm expecting you to do something this morning. Not because somebody's preaching, not because somebody's teaching, not because somebody's singing, but because you're here. Because if he isn't here, it doesn't matter who's preaching or singing or teaching. But whenever God shows up, amen, we should have an expectancy. God, I'm coming to Hurricane Baptist Church this morning and I expect you to touch me. Come on now. Amen. I came to church, so I preached the message. Well, that why are you here? Why are you here this morning? Are you here to receive what God has got for you? Because He's got something for you to bring you to an expected end. The Bible says in verse 6, And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. Doesn't this sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> over and over and over in the word of God, it was that woman that couldn't have no children that God gave children to. Yeah. Amen. Why is that? Because that's who we are before God's spirit comes inside of us. We are barren. You cannot produce fruit without the spirit of God. We talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. We talk about those things. But those are fruits of what? The Spirit. Not fruits of me. Not fruits of my emotion. Not fruits of my prayers. But fruits of the Spirit living on the inside of me. You cannot produce for God without the Spirit of God. Amen? We cannot do anything spiritual without God working inside of us. And she was barren. She couldn't have any children. And the Bible says, And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's order before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. Now what has Zacharias just done? He's gone to church. 
That's what Zacharias has just said. He's gone to church, and he knows that whenever he gets to church, that he has a duty. His duty is to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense to worship and to praise God and to offer to God something. Amen. Now, we talk about expecting something from God. I'll tell you something else. Whenever you walk through those double doors, God is expecting something from you. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, right? We should come into this place not just with a monetary gift, but with a gift from ourselves. God, this is what I'm bringing to you. It ain't much, but here I am. I ain't got much, but this is all I've got. God use it. Amen. So we know that God's expecting something from us and we're expecting something from God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Ooh, but Zacharias, whenever he goes, it's about to get good. Y'all ready? ready? Amen. The Bible says, amen, that Zacharias went into that temple. Now listen to me. Zacharias is there with a lot of people. Bible says that there's a multitude, but Zacharias entered into a place where it was just him and God. In just a little while, there's going to be a lot of people praying, but you should be in a place where it's just you and God. Are you hearing me this morning? We're going to have an altar call because I believe in altar calls. I tell you what, whenever I do, even though there might be a multitude around us praying, it should be just you and God. You can enter this morning into a place where it's just you and God. Amen. And I tell you, that is one of the best places that you can get because it drowns out all of the ruckus. It drowns out all of the feelings. It drowns out every, all of the noise. And all of a sudden, it's just you and God. Amen. In the throne room of come boldly into the throne room of God. You don't have to be skittish this morning. You can come boldly. I know you messed up this week. So did I. But you can still come boldly into the throne room of grace. I know we fell on our face this week, but that's all right. We can still come into the throne room of grace. Because of the blood of Jesus, I am forgiven by his blood. And whenever I walk into that throne room, he looks at me not as a sinner, but as a son. Whereby I cry, Abba, Father. And says, come here, baby, and let, let me know what you want. Just talk to me a little bit and I'll talk to you. Zacharias is surrounded by a multitude but he's past that place and he's gone into a place where it's just him and God. And it is in that place that God speaks to Zacharias and the Bible says in verse 11 and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar. Don't you just love the word of God? The angel standing at the altar. Where, what is an altar? I preached on altars here. Altar is a place of sacrifice. 
this angel standing on the right side of that altar of incense, verse 12, and when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. I'm going to shout before this is over with because God hears my prayers. Whenever you enter into the throne room of God, Amen. God hears that prayer. He knows the cry of your heart even whenever you don't have a prayer. The Spirit prays for you with groanings that cannot be uttered. I feel the power of God here in this place this morning. You listen to me. You've got to know before you walk out of this building that God hears your prayers. I might not hear them. Neighbor might not hear him. Amen. But the one that can do something about it does. He hears your prayers. He, the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. I want you to understand what's happening. Zacharias enters into the prayer closet gets him an altar and then God conceives something in his life. Now all of a sudden there is something on the inside of Elizabeth. You hear me? The Spirit of God put something on the inside of Elizabeth. Now, Zacharias and Elizabeth, come on now. I was coaching yesterday, was at practice, and I was in that outfield, and I was walking back. I had to get a kid. He was all the way back at the fence, and I'm pitching. I turn around and look. He's at the fence playing with a stick. And I go bring him back. And I was walking up and he said, Coach, you have a big belly. <laughs> I said, I know, baby. I've worked really hard to get it too. <laughs> now i got to work really hard to get rid of it. Ain't that right, Sister Mary? Amen. <laughs> so, so while we're talking about big bellies, i got a picture whenever me and Ashley, I think it was with Noah whenever she was pregnant, me and her had her, Bellies out to the side. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Mine was just as big as hers in that moment. But whenever, y'all ladies, y'all know what we're talking about a lot more than us men. Whenever that baby is on the inside of you, that's what it's like in the spirit. Whenever God dropped John the Baptist inside of Elizabeth. God puts something on the inside of her. Yeah. 
It's not ready to come out yet, but it's there. I believe with all of my heart, Brother Bobby, that people at Hurricane Baptist Church has been praying and God has put something on the inside of some people. It's not ready to come out yet, Kalisha, but it's there. Like a fire shut up in your bones. And you can feel that thing on the inside of you. I don't know what it is. It ain't for me to know, but it's something that God has placed on the inside of your life. And it's beginning to grow. Now Elizabeth, amen, praise the Lord. She got pregnant, amen. Y'all know that's the thing in the spirit, amen. You can get pregnant in the spirit. That's whenever God puts something on the inside of you that's going to come out. It ain't ready yet. Y'all hold on with me. It's not ready yet, but there's something there. Something's moving. Amen. Y'all ladies that have babies, y'all know what it's like whenever that baby kicks for the first time. And you, right? That's daddy's feeling of that stomach as that baby's beginning to kick. And all of a sudden, you can feel that thing inside of you. Listen to me this morning. God has put something on the inside of you, and it's growing. Pretty soon, you're going to feel a kick. It's going to move in your life. And whenever it does, everything is going to change. You get pregnant, what happens? Everything begins to Your mind changes. Your eating changes. You begin to crave stuff, don't you, sister? She was talking about craving stuff whenever you was pregnant. with What did you crave? Steak. Steak. There you go. Steak. Crave steak. Whenever God puts something on the inside of you, you begin to crave things. You know what it is? It's the Word of God. It's the fellowship with other believers. Whenever God puts that thing on the inside of you, you begin to crave that. All of a sudden, your mindset changes. No longer is it about you, but it's about what's inside of you. Are y'all getting this? Yes. Yes. Praise the Lord. This has got me excited. Because something's inside of you and it's moving and it's changing the way you think. It's changing the way that you pray. You didn't know you could love something so much. Did you? Didn't know you could pray so hard about something. Until that thing starts, amen, growing inside of you. Why? Because it's a part of who you are. God has placed that thing right in the middle of your life. And that is a part of you. Amen. But it can only be put there by the Spirit of God. You hear me? You can't make something grow on your own. You've got to have the Spirit of God to put it on the inside of you. And whenever He does, it'll begin to grow. 
It'll begin to manifest itself. I believe that there are ministries, amen, under the sound of my voice that we have not yet seen because they're inside of us growing. <laughs> there are things that we haven't seen done in this church in 200 years that's about to be seen. Why? Because somebody's got something on the inside of them and it's growing. And God put it there. That's the most important thing. God put it there. And it's beginning to grow in people's life. And now all of a sudden, you've changed the way that you pray. You change the way that you eat. You change the way that you read. You change everything about you. Because now it's no longer about you. Y'all, this ain't about me. It is not about me. It's about what God has put inside of me. You might think this and might think that, but I promise you, nobody can tell me the worth of what God has put in me. I know it's there. I know it's in me and I know that it's growing. It hasn't come out yet, but I, I know it's there. Listen to what... The Bible says in 17, And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias, of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers amen, to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife well stricken in years. Now what happens? Now God tells Zechariah, he says, now something's about to happen. I'm going to put something inside of you, inside of your wife. And it's going to begin to grow and it's going to change everything. And it's going to lead people to God. And it's going to be mighty. And then what does Zacharias do? The same thing that Moses did. Wait a minute, God. Same thing that Abraham did. Wait a minute, God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait just a minute. I can't handle this. Right? How is this going to happen? That's what we... <laughs> whenever God speaks in our life, all of a sudden we want to know things. How, God? When, God? Where, God? <laughs> what, God? All of a sudden we're going through the list. How, when, where, what, why? Why me? Why are you putting this in me, God? Put it in Sister Mary. Don't put this thing inside of me. I can't handle it. But that's the very ones that God's wanting to use. That's exactly right. Come on. Don't put it in me, God. Put it, put it in Brother Bobby. He, 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 no, no, no. God put it in you for a reason. Because you're the only one that's fit for what God put in you. He didn't put it in me. I preached a message one time about Joseph's dreams. You know what? We've got to have people in our churches that have visions given to them by God for the future of the church. Nothing would bring me greater joy than somebody to call me. And that hadn't happened yet. <laughs> I've been praying for it. And somebody call me and just say, Brother DJ, I've been praying. And God spoke to me. And drop this into my life and this is what I want to do and I want you to help me pray about it. Y'all know that's what I'm here for? I'm not here to take over. I'm not a dictator. I'm here to pray for you. 
I'm here to help us all as a body of believers move forward in the power and in the vision and in the will of God. That's it. And whenever somebody calls me up and says, well, Brother DJ, I've been praying about such and such and so and so. Praise the Lord. Come on, sister. Let's do it. Come on, brother. Let's do it. There is so much talent in this church and there are so many things that God has put on the inside of us. We've got to let that thing grow. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. We got we to gotta let that thing grow and let God take care of that thing. Amen. The Bible says look, all the things that it's going to do, it's going to prepare the way for Jesus. You're not Jesus. That's why I didn't preach on Mary this morning. I could have preached something similar with Mary, but Mary had Jesus. We don't carry Jesus. We carry what Jesus put inside of us. We're going to get to Mary in just a minute. This could have been a Christmas message, I guess. Amen. But listen to me. All of a sudden that thing's in there. And it's, it's about, we're not Jesus. We can't make anything happen. But what's in us has the ability to point the way for Jesus. Yes. Right? That's just point the way. And I'm going to step out of my comfort zone here. I'm stepping out. Because I don't like calling names and calling people out in situations. But I'm just going to call this out. So you got Brother Jeremy and Sister Jennifer... At some point in time, Sunday, came in contact with Kalisha and sent her to church Sunday night. And Kalisha had a need in her life, didn't you, Kalisha? And she was 100% meant to hear that message and for me and Carol to be able to pray with her. You know what that is? That's God working on the inside. That is divine intervention. That is God loving Kalisha enough to send by Jeremy and Jennifer in her path and send her to church where she is loved. That's how much God loves us this morning. And you know why that happens? It's because God puts something on the inside of us that we can't explain. But whenever it comes forth, it points the way to Jesus. Points the way to Jesus. Amen? And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am old. Amen. I'm not able to do this, God. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel. <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? I am Gabriel. Amen. That stands in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and show these, the, the, these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. This is my favorite part, Brother Terry. <laughs> Zacharias came in contact with something that God put inside of him in his life and it left him speechless. 
He walked out of there. <laughs> now we know that it's because he didn't believe. <laughs> we know that it's because he didn't believe. Can you imagine, men, y'all going to appreciate this. Can you imagine <laughs> being married <laughs> to a, a pregnant woman and not being able to speak? <laughs> Help us, Jesus. Whenever Zacharias walked out of that place, now everybody's wondering. I hadn't got to that verse. Everybody's wondering what in the world's going on in there. They know something's happening. Pastor sees and I know things are happening. I don't know what because God's doing that in you. It ain't none of my business. God's doing that inside of you. Whenever Zacharias came out of there, what happened, Zacharias? What happened? Mm. <laughs> the Bible says that he was beckoning them. He couldn't talk. They can't. What happens? Mm. Amen. Zacharias, what happened? Tell us what happened. Amen. I don't know what he was humming, but he was humming something. Why? Because God put something on the inside of him. We're going to have prayer meeting so good someday. Some people's going to walk out of the throne room of grace. Amen. Completely speechless by the power of God in your life. <laughs> Zacharias walked out of there. He couldn't talk, but he knew. I can't explain it, but I know something happened. I can't say it. But God put it on the inside of me. Here old Elizabeth is. <laughs> the Bible says, And the people waited for Zacharias, verse 21, and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. Wow. <laughs> Do I have to even preach on that verse? Would God that we would get into His presence, get home with our Sunday chicken. Sister Mary was sure was in the altars for a long time. I wonder what's, what's God's doing in her life. Instead of saying, well, I wonder what's wrong with Sister Mary. They didn't know those altars. Sometimes we get in the altars because we want to be in the presence of God, not because something's wrong with us. I wonder what's going on in Sister Brianna's life. I ain't never seen her in the altars like that. I'm picking on Brianna. What's, what? Come on now. I told somebody recently. I'm going to get me something. Y'all see me up here all the time. Y'all see me up here shouting all that. You let amen, somebody that don't do it all the time get up here and all of a sudden everything sees things differently, don't they? That's what I'm praying for. I want one of the quiet ones to break out in revival. <laughs> You won't be speechless whenever God opens that mouth. We'll get to that in a minute. But here old Zacharias is, Elizabeth. He tarried in the presence of God. And everybody out there is wondering, what in the world is going on? I want people in this community to look at the inside of Hurricane Baptist Church and say, what in the world is going on there? 
world. I want the outside. I want this community. I want Choctaw County to look at Hurricane Baptist and say, what in the world is going on at Hurricane? What is going on? They marveled. Amen. Him tarrying in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had a vision in the temple. For he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration was accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months. What's done in secret will be rewarded openly. Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked upon me to take away my approach. Now verse 26. And in the sixth month, that same angel, the same voice, the same spirit, right, was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now Elizabeth has been Amen. Conceived. She's been pregnant for five months. And in the sixth month, God goes sees Mary. And the angel came into her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Why is this important? I'm going to tell you why. What God put in you will never be successful without Jesus. Verse 39 of Luke chapter 1. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Hear me this morning. What God put in you must come in contact with Jesus. It must. And he entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ear, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told from her for the Lord. You're not the only one that's pregnant. You're not the only one that God has put something on the inside of. And whenever (laughs) what God 
put on the inside of you comes in contact with the Spirit of God, that thing is going to move. It still ain't out yet. Y'all, this is going to be a long sermon. Y'all just strap in and get ready. I got to make it through it. came in contact with Elizabeth and whenever John the Baptist heard what was in Mary, Jesus Christ, he began to move. Wait a minute. I know who that is. I know who that is. And she was filled with the Holy Ghost and God moved on the inside of her and Mary began to praise God. Praise the Lord, and, and all this stuff happened. Listen, now Elizabeth, verse 57, now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth the son, and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. Can we do that? Instead of being jealous of somebody else's spirit being jealous of what God did for somebody else why can't we rejoice with them look at what God's doing in their life honey I promise I won't get jealous of what God's doing in your life I'll rejoice with you why because we serve it's the same God and he's working the same purpose y'all know whenever we are a body believers God speaks to me, and let me, let me read this. That way y'all understand where it comes from from the scriptures. Verse 59, And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. Now, I don't read anywhere where Zacharias told Elizabeth the baby's name. He was speechless. He still can't talk. Now, up until this point, we don't know if Elizabeth has even been told by Zacharias the same thing. It's coming. But she said, no, 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 no. no. His name is John. Whenever God speaks in your life and that thing begins to grow, you listen to me, it will be confirmed by the word of God. If it's not confirmed by the word... It's not of God. Because this word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. This word is light and life and truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the word. It has to be confirmed by the word of God. He'll confirm it. That's what I just told Brother Terry about Ann Claire. If that's where Ann Claire is supposed to be, God will let her know. If it's not, he will let her know. 
He'll let you know if you're not in his will. He'll wake you up. Say, wait a minute, what you doing? Uh-huh. Amen. You don't believe me, you try it. I have many times God knocked me upside the head. What are you doing? <laughs> now, wake up. Stop going that way. Turn around. Zacharias knew that baby's name was going to be John. Elizabeth knew that baby was going to be John. But everybody else, oh, look at little baby Zacharias. You know, ain't that what we do? We try to project our opinions on other people's anointing. We try to uh, put our opinions on other people's promise. We try to put our opinions on other people's praise. That's not your praise. That's my praise. That's my praise. Whenever David danced before the Lord, old Micah looked at him and said, you have just embarrassed yourself. She was barren. Ain't it wonderful how the word of God just ties in? She couldn't have a baby because she was trying to put her opinions on somebody else's praise, on somebody else's prayers, on somebody else's, amen. The thing that God gave them, he didn't give that to you. I learned a long time ago, and I learned it the hard way. I cannot control what the Spirit's doing in you. But I can rejoice when the Spirit moves in you. And when the Spirit comes out of you, I can rejoice in that because I know what it's like for that Spirit to be in me. The Bible says, And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. Where do you think in naming him John? See, I told you we should have named Noah Judah. (laughs) I tried my hardest. Listen. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote saying his name is John. And they marveled. That's why I think that Elizabeth didn't know it. Because everybody was marveling. They was like, what in the world is going on here? Once again, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. <laughs> and the Bible says, and his mouth was opened immediately and his tongue loosed and he spake and praised God. He's been speechless for nine months. This thing's been growing in him for nine months. This thing's been festering. Y'all know what festering is? It's been festering. It's been, amen. He's been exploding with the, the fact that God is doing all this and he can't tell nobody and he's the one that experienced it. But whenever God finally opened the mouth of Zacharias and his tongue was loosed, he began to tell all and he began to praise God and fear came on all that dwelt round about them and all these things were noised abroad throughout all the hill of the country of Judea and all they that heard them laid them upon their hearts and saying what matter of child is this shall be and the hand of the Lord was with him and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost 
And he prophesied, and y'all go back and read the song of Zacharias because I've got to do one more, say one more thing, and then we're going to close. Now, up until this point, that thing's been inside of you. But then, God let it out. And it's no longer inside of you. It's now manifesting around you. John the Baptist, we don't read about his childhood or anything like that. But we do read about his encounters with Jesus. So here's the thing. The purpose of what God put inside of you comes from John the Baptist. And what is that? His message. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. The purpose of John the Baptist, as I've already stated, is to point toward Jesus Christ. He, his purpose was to prepare them for the coming of the Messiah in their life. You realize that whenever you come in contact with people and God is operating inside of you, it's to prepare you for the moment that you come in contact with Christ. Whenever we have BBS, what is that? We are preparing them for the moment that they come in contact with Christ. Whenever I preach... You know what I'm doing? I'm preparing you for the moment that you come in contact with Christ. Whenever we sing, what are we doing? We are preparing you for the moment that you come in Everything that we do, everything that God has put in us is to point toward the Messiah. And whenever Jesus stepped on the scene, what did John the Baptist say? I must decrease. And he must increase. And Jesus looked, he said, there has never been a prophet as great as John the Baptist. That thing that God put in you, look, you're not here today by accident. Nothing that has happened up until this point took God by surprise. God knew when you was going to be alive. He knew that you was going to be sitting here this morning. He knows what's going on in the world. And He has called us to be His church for such a time as this. So whenever that thing is growing on the inside of you, let it grow. And let God use it. Once again, not by your power, not by your might, but put it in contact with Jesus. And Jesus can use that thing. Far more greater. John the Baptist lived in the wilderness, ate uh, locusts and honey, covered in camel's hair. He didn't look great, but he is the greatest prophet that ever walked the face of the earth. God has put something inside of you this morning that is great. Is great. Use it. Not for your glory, but for the glory of God. Let him take that thing. Rejoice. Get in the presence of God. God tells you to hush, you hush. 
You might have something on the inside of you. And God said, don't tell nobody. Do what he said. Don't tell nobody. Just let it grow. Because you won't be able to hide it. You might be able to hide it for a little while. She stayed gone, what, five months? Hidden? She couldn't hide it no more. (laughs) It's going to expose itself. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing whenever God exposes himself in your life. Let him do it. Let him do it. Stand up all over the building. John the Baptist, whenever Jesus walked up on that river that day, let me find the scripture. John the Baptist is preaching. I can't find it right off right now. But whenever Jesus walked up, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. How did John know? I believe whenever Jesus walked up on that river bank, John the Baptist says, Hmm. I felt that spirit before. <laughs> oh, I know that spirit. I felt that spirit before. I know who that is. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And right there on the scene, the Trinity came together. Whenever Jesus was baptized, you find God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost all in one place working at the same time. (laughs) God wants to do that at Hurricane Baptist Church. You hear me? I'm going to tell you all something. And you mark my words whenever I say this. Revival will not come through me. I'm sorry. I wish that it could. God's not going to bring revival through me to this church. He's going to bring it through you. It ain't going to come through me. But God has put some stuff, some life in the people of this church. And that's what's going to bring revival. I'm just a bystander. I'm just... I'm the support team. But what God has put in you, that's what's going to bring it. I can't do it, but God can.